Faith, Hope and Love, episode 280, the first Sunday of Lent, year B. As Lent begins, the church enters a period of spiritual renewal, leading to Easter. So Lent is a type of retreat. We journey inward to places of solitude and silence, so that we can rediscover God's utter love for us and for all. We're refocusing and reconnecting to God's priorities and allowing God to reorder our habits and choices according to God's values. In the passage just prior to the gospel we've heard now, Mark writes that Jesus was baptised in the River Jordan and heard the voice confirming that his future mission was blessed entirely by his heavenly Father. Then we hear in today's gospel that Jesus was impelled, driven, into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit to prepare for his public mission. The words are very powerful. They're strong words. Jesus was driven by the Holy Spirit. He was impelled, obliged, pushed with a sense of urgency and necessity. We're told he lived among wild beasts. However, our Lord reminds us we might be surrounded by wild things. It doesn't mean we have to act like one. We humans have been given the rare gift of discernment, the ability to tell right from wrong, and we have freedom of choice. So we are gifted by God with a unique ability to adapt our lives and choices and our priorities so that we're not merely stuck in reacting only to our instinct or our inclinations to any of life's events. We've been given the human grace by God to rise above what otherwise might have us responding at the same level of response as a wild animal. Having said that, we have to also admit that many wild animals have at times acted better than the way some humans treat one another. Our lives are filled with temptations of one sort and another. Jesus' life was also filled with temptations. Wherever there is choice, there is temptation. The temptation to take an easier, but not the best path. Temptation to lose hope in difficult situations. Temptation to put ourselves and our needs, whether they are legitimate or not, before others. Tempted to respond to our desires rather than to our duties. In so many ways, we are assailed by temptations to take a less loving, more selfish and less compassionate path. A path that denies God is the centre of our lives and our existence. We're told by Mark in this very short passage compared to other Gospels that angels ministered to Jesus as he fasted and prayed during those 40 days. God sends us many angels of support. Do we accept, for example, the strength of the sacraments? Do we accept the support of parishioners, family and friends? The encouragement that we receive along the difficult paths that's offered at different times of our lives? Hope is one of the best defences against the temptations that weigh us down. Hope need not be over-idealistic, but can exist even under the full weight of reality of just how bad things can be for many people. Hope is never losing sight of God's faithfulness and love, and hope is continuing to love and show the values of the gospel of Jesus even when everything around us may be going wrong. For most of us, there's no physical desert like Jesus in the wilderness. Our deserts and wildernesses are often real but symbolic. They may be moments of dryness in our lives that come from tensions in family life, 
arguments with significant others, anxiety about economic distress, world conflict, and so many other sources. This gospel passage invites us to recognise those times when we experience our own temptations, and particularly temptations to give up hope, temptations in the midst of desolation and fear, temptations not to look for and find that in times of desolation and fear, the face of God can be revealed to us, very close to us. These are the times in which we discover the utter reliance we have on God, and this opens up the path to new and greater life. Perhaps patience should be seen as one of the great and most powerful virtues of all. Forbearance, restraint, pause, waiting in silence for God to save us, as the scriptures say. They're surely remedies to what would otherwise be a huge list of possible mistakes and dead-end pathways that we could take if we're not patient and trusting and hope-filled. It's good for us to ask ourselves, what have been the desert moments in our lives that have caused us tension, stress, and possibly despair? How has God been a part of these moments? Can we let our Lord, who lived in the wilderness for 40 days, and who was assailed by temptations that would later resurface in other ways during his ministry, and knowing that he faced suffering and eventually the cross, but he was taking the path of love and forgiveness. Can we let Jesus lead us on this journey as we face so many different aspects of spiritual wilderness in our lives and allow his spirit to fill us up with all the virtues that simply crowd out any sins? Virtues like love, faith and hope, and also patience, goodness, chastity, temperance, diligence, kindness and humility. Jesus is ably suited to leading and guiding us through this and every other experience of wilderness. This is Faith, Hope and Love.
on me, I will answer him. I will deliver him and give him glory. I will grant him length of days. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Love and joy be with you all as we gather together on this first Sunday of Lent. Brothers and sisters, the Lord is full of love and mercy. And so as we prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries, let us acknowledge our sins. Lord Jesus, you are mighty God and Prince of Peace. Lord, have mercy. You are Son of God and the Son of Mary. Christ, have mercy. You are Word made flesh, the splendour of the Father. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray that we will grow in understanding. Grant, Almighty God, through the yearly observances of Holy Lent, that we may grow in understanding of the riches hidden in Christ, and by worthy conduct pursue their effects. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis. God said to Noah and to his sons with him, As for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. 
I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, This is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the clouds, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth, and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. The Word of the Lord Your ways, O Lord, are love and truth to those who keep your covenant. Lord, make me know your ways. Lord, teach me your paths. Make me walk in your truth and teach me, for you are God my Saviour. Remember your mercy, Lord, and the love you have shown from of old. In your love remember me because of your goodness, O Lord. The Lord is good and upright. He shows the path to those who stray. He guides the humble in the right path. He teaches his way to the poor. Your ways, O Lord, are love and truth to those who keep your covenant. A reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Beloved, Christ suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit in which also he went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison. In former times, these did not obey, when God waited patiently in the days of Noah, during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is, eight persons, were saved through water. Baptism which this prefigured now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities and powers made subject to him. The Word of the Lord. 
Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. No one lives on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. After Jesus was baptised, the Spirit drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent, and believe in the good news. The Gospel of the Lord Have you ever been tempted to do something wickedly, outrageously good and generous? It's unfortunate that temptation only seems to lure us into doing things that are bad or wrong or unhealthy. As the journey of Lent begins again, we're asked to have a serious look at how we're travelling on the road to a good moral life. Almost like a spiritual audit that may give us a clear direction as to where we need to make adjustments in our thoughts, our words and our actions. As children, we used to call this the giving up time without any real understanding of why we needed to make any sacrifices. Why do we give up or take on things specifically for these 40 days? What's the point? Put simply, it's to remind us of our humanity as if we needed reminding. It's meant to highlight both the giftedness and the fragility of our daily existence, with its choices and struggles, its celebrations and its burdens. Today, as we hear of Mark's very brief account of the temptations of Jesus, it's somewhat consoling to think that he might have at least be lured by a promise of a better, more attractive life. Here again we find Mark reminding us that the mind of Christ is not so removed from our own, such that if Jesus can resist these substantial temptations, then we too have a similar power to resist much less demanding ones. Like Jesus, we sometimes feel as though we are living among those wild beasts that we feel are too powerful to fight off or resist. They are subtle and disguised and very alluring. They get inside our minds and convince us that we will be happier, more successful and more popular and generally more liked. They appeal to our basic human needs for comfort and power. And it doesn't take much convincing to get us to follow them or give in to them. When you struggle over time, you start to believe that you cannot resist or change or be any stronger. We start to accept our weaknesses and say it's just being human, as though that was synonymous with being powerless. 
It's at this point that Jesus suggests that rather than simply believing in the good news, we become good news. Now by that I mean that Lent is an excellent time to regain some of that strength that we have surrendered. Starting simply, we should begin by doing the noble and generous thing, no matter how small. Don't question its effectiveness, because it's not up to us to ensure the outcomes, but rather to do the better, kinder action. It's about making the first approach, welcoming the stranger, sitting next to a complaining co-worker, chatting with the shy neighbour, sending a note to a grieving parishioner, giving a compliment, visiting an aged relative, doing the noble deed, giving to a charity like Project Compassion, but not making a big deal about it, unless it really is a big deal. No matter what the deed, it will be noticed by you and by God, and your relationship will deepen, which is the real purpose of all this activity. In doing so, you will keep the presence of God alive in the world and you will emerge stronger to be able to tame the wild beast. Allow yourself to see the imperfect parts of your nature and learn what needs to change, where you need to get stronger. So instead of fearing the temptations, see them as meeting points of our humanity with Christ. A time of learning. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Led into the desert, Jesus fasted for forty days and nights. So let us turn to God in our prayer. For the church preparing men and women for baptism. Lord, hear us. For the world in which inequality and injustice abound. Lord, hear us. For those tempted in whatever way or obsessed with whatever addiction. Lord, hear us, for ourselves made in the image and likeness of God. Lord, hear us, for all who are in ill health, that the Lord will give them healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us, for the dead who long to see the face of God, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. 
Compassionate God, be merciful, for we have sinned. May our prayers be favourable in your sight. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Give us the right dispositions, O Lord, we pray, to make these offerings, for with them we celebrate the beginning of this venerable and sacred time. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. By abstaining forty long days from earthly food, he consecrated through his fast the pattern of our Lenten observance. And by overturning all the snares of the ancient serpent, he taught us to cast out the leaven of malice, so that celebrating worthily the Paschal mystery, we might pass over at last to the eternal Paschal feast. And so with the company of angels and saints, we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you.
In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection. And all who have died in your mercy, Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace.
May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death gave life to the world, free me by this most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all those who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Renewed now with heavenly bread, by which faith is nourished, hope increased, and charity strengthened, we pray, O Lord, that we may learn to hunger for Christ, the true and living bread, and strive to live by every word which proceeds from your mouth. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone, and I hope that this Lenten time is a real time of renewal and joy as we get closer and closer to the heart of God. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. May bountiful blessings, O Lord, we pray, come down upon your people, that hope may grow in tribulation, virtue be strengthened in temptation, and eternal redemption be assured. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended.
Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Reverend Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants from the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Australia. Lenten Hymn, Have Mercy, inspired by Psalm 50. Music by Paul W. Kelly and arranged with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelk, 2020. Production by KER. May God bless and keep you.